0: Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Raftoy Bashman M.D.
1: Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen.
2: Co-host Catherine Brandt.
0: Andy Brandt bernard
2: And Melissa Bernard.
0: And we'll be right back, kickoff hour two with the family. Uh. Dougie, what's happening to my favorite Nissan stores? Well, a lot, actually. Last month, Dan Resch and the Burnsville team finished number one in the state, and the month before, J-Lo and the Coon Rapids team took the top state spot. KQ listeners. Yeah, I've had to explain what a pair of choppers means to some of the staff. Anyway, this month, we want to talk about a couple killer finance deals on 2020 Muranos and 2020 Rogues. Read this. This month, at Walzer Nissan and Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan, get 0% financing for 60 months on a brand new Rogue, or 0% for 72 months on a brand new Murano. Wow, 0 for 72 months on a Murano? Yeah, I don't remember the last time we did that. Yeah, I don't remember the last time the Vikes beat the Packers either. Too soon. But wait, there's more. Not only do you get 0% on Rogue and Murano, but you also get Walzer Care. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, and it's absolutely free, but only at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and Coon Rapids Nissan. That is a wrap. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. A little bit of news, a little bit of information. The Babylon Bee's on fire today. Um, literally. Well, maybe literally. <laughs> yeah, maybe literally. You never know. Uh, Fonny is being taken to task on Babylon Bee.
3: Why?
0: What? Fonny, yeah, you typical.
3: What
4: happened? <clears throat>
0: From the Babylon Bee, Amazon Alexa leaps to its death and garbage disposal after being asked to play Let It Go for the 10,000th <laughs> time. Yeah. <laughs> in there. The thousandth time. <laughs> part of the problem. We
1: haven't really listened to Let It Go. Uh, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's, been a while. she's let it go a little bit. She's,
0: she's let, let it go. go. She's let it go. My favorite but, um, of the Babylon sh- Bee today, though, fantastic. All you know, the uh, the Netflix people have said now the reason they made Cuties was to expose how horrible it is the way our eleven year old girls in America are treated.
2: Which I yeah. applaud, but they could have done it in a they could have done
0: it a much
5: better. Well, have you seen the uh, critic versus the audience score for Cuties no. on Rotten no. uh, Tomatoes? No. Oh yeah. It's, and I have uh, something to say.
1: Here. Once Andy does this, I have something to say about it. Let's no.
5: see, critics score 90%, audience score 11%. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently
1: yeah, it's you. French, yeah. and yeah, I, it's it dubbed with horrible English. Is it? Yeah. Is
0: it really? It's the
1: gal that I know that watched it, because she was like, I was so on board, I was like, it promotes pedophilia, I'm canceling my Netflix. And then she's like, I'm going to watch it and see. And she watched it, and she did not find it to be highly offensive and terrible. And she's it's like, "She
0: didn't want it to be."
1: No, she's religious. She has two young daughters. No, I, I got a,
0: her name is not Patty, is it? No, there's a woman named Patty sent me a thing saying you should watch it because it's nowhere near as bad as everybody says it is. Yeah, she's I think, like, you she's can like, make I the act- point no, like, think- without having actual 11 year olds in
5: skin tight leotards dance. Yeah,
1: <laughs> humping the anyway, ground. Anyway, I yeah. have something to say about this whole thing though. Okay, the movie Mean Girls comes to mind
0: yeah which is a it.
1: beloved movie by most millennials and her. up to i'd say thir- yeah, like 35 from yeah. ages like yeah. 25 to 35
0: okay Probably. that's Meteorals fair girls mm-hmm. is
1: like love people love it it's like a it turned into a musical yeah it's huge And it's about girls in high school. They're not even seniors in high school because when the movie happens, I think they're like juniors or something. So they're Mm -hmm. like 16 years old. Mm -hmm. Minors. Technically children. Right. In the movie, they're having sex. Drinking alcohol, wearing tiny little outfits, and dancing around on a stage very similarly it to it doesn't what show these, them having
0: sex, though, does it? No,
1: but they talk about it. They talk and they're, about it. Yeah.
4: yeah, and like one of the—I um, mean—they dress up as Playboy bunnies. Yeah,
1: you know, and they wear these tiny little outfits well, and dance from LA, <laughs> and dance very per- provocatively on stage at their right. high school talent show. And me. people freaking love that movie, but since they're sixteen, it's are okay. They, well, like in the movie, they're technically supposed to be. 16. Well, oh,
0: but that's not real. These girls in the in, in these are, are actual... Yeah. I know, actual, but
1: yeah. I'm just saying, like that's a, people go crazy for that movie, and they're like, oh, that's fine. But you know how sixteen-year-olds end up being that sexualized by being eleven-year-olds that are. Sexualized. I, I, agree. I agree.
0: I agree with that. There's no reason to make money off it, though.
1: No, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, it's great. Everybody should be doing this. I'm just saying that people love the movie Mean Girls. They think it's fantastic. They've watched it ten times in their lives. But then they're canceling a Netflix account because kids five years younger are doing
0: I have never understood dance. why anyone thinks it Tina just... Fey and Amy Poehler are funny. I just don't get it.
1: What is that? I like Amy Poehler.
0: Some people think they're funny well, as hell. People, I don't get it. They're not well, funny to me. good. Tina Fey,
5: I've never found funny in anything. Yeah, I don't
1: find Tina Fey to be very funny. I don't get it. But I Amy just, Poehler. Whatever that is. Parks and Recreation was fantastic. Mm-hmm.
4: What did they have to do with this topic? They were in Mean Tina
0: Girls. Tina Fey was Mean Girls. Uh, they were, both, oh, in she was? Girls. Oh. They were both in Mean Girls. They were both yeah. in
4: Mean Girls, yeah. Amy Poehler was in? Yeah, yep. she
1: was the mom. Of Regina
4: George.
0: And Tina Fey produced it. I think Tina Fey produced it. Yeah, she produced it. You're right.
4: I remember now. She is the teacher.
6: Got it. So, watch the movies. How much illegal behavior do we want to watch in a movie? Sorry, so why why should there be any tolerance of sixteen year olds being portrayed as drinking?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: Like why is that a beloved fantastic movie? I, I mean know. if it was
5: actual sixteen year olds drinking alcohol, I would agree. Well, but so it no, was but simulated sixteen year olds doing simulated things.
2: That's reality. I mean we've all we all know right. the parent that buys the kids' that's beer. That's true. For their party, so that you know, because they want to be the cool parent. I mean, people do that stuff. That's yeah, true.
0: Well, when I was 11 years old, I was the one that had to call the liquor store to get the delivery because I had a, my voice dropped when I was oh, 11. 11. So I would call and go, "Yes, I'd like you to come by the Laurent Residence and bring a couple of cases of Green Belt Ponies." Oh, I would do that, and <laughs> sure. I did. It was like Hugh Beaumont.
2: Where'd you get oh, beer God. money at 11? <laughs> yeah, But you were we poor. We were in a band. Oh.
0: Worked out in your in. old band, there okay. The Babylon Bee's headline: Taking a shot because I love the Babylon Bee. You ready? New Netflix movie actually murders puppies to teach oh, that yeah. murdering puppies is... is bad. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. I did see this, and you should see like you should see the comments on Facebook about it. It's uh, so hilarious. There are, there are people that are like. This is not funny, and then somebody is like, "Satire isn't always funny. <laughs> that's the whole point of it. Yes, yeah, it's just super funny how offended people are about about seeing it, and they're not. They just don't understand how to deal with satire whatsoever. Uh, no. no, yeah, I mean, back to it's. It, this has been a problem with
2: uh, the products of Hollywood for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, look it what has. they did to You're Britney right. Spears.
0: Yep. Well, and look what girls. happened Lindsay to Britney Lohan.
2: Spears. I mean, they don't, you know, all this stuff that they do to these girls and make them so super sexual when they're very young, and then mm-hmm. they turn out, like, crazy later. Yeah. They do just you. can't. It's not okay to be doing this to people.
6: Yeah.
0: I agree. I mean,
1: look at how Lindsay Lohan
0: So, yeah, yeah, so,
6: so, so, so girls. Alex, how are you going to protect your girl from that, your, your child from that? How are you going to keep her from being sexualized when she's five or six or yeah, Alex. seven?
1: Well, I've, I've already made her aware of you know i talked to her about her body and her private parts and what is and isn't okay and who should and should not
6: would see. you would you ever be in one of the dance things like they do when they're six or seven or that sort of uh, cutie girl kind of stuff
1: i mean it wouldn't she's in a dance class but i purposefully did my research and put her in a studio where people said that the costumes, the songs, and the dance moves are age-appropriate. Yeah. Okay.
6: Well, no your oh, mother... Oh, yeah. what's, what's, but then, what is age-appropriate? So I really like to see that.
1: Well, but if I... I mean, I danced my entire life, and yeah. I never was in any sort of that's because of your mother sexualized though. situation at, oh in i made sure class. that you weren't
2: going to yeah. you weren't in a You're studio right. that was going to yep. do any yeah, of that yeah, stuff. exactly okay. that's okay. why
1: i did my research and all these moms were like this studio is really good they do a good job everything's age appropriate nothing's ever yeah. like yeah. yeah and so
6: okay and go if ahead. i
1: and i'll and i go and i watch her class and if there were ever a situation where i was like that moves not okay i would right. talk to her teacher
6: and that's and that's the good advice for people who are listening that that's exactly what you have to do you have to be intensely involved in all your sort of stuff yeah absolutely oh, this show you ain't watching oh yeah, sorry
1: oh yeah there are certain shows that i'm just like no you can't watch i that remember i had now. a ban
2: on mtv and then you had a babysitter that was always letting you watch mtv yeah
5: that's right i don't remember yeah. watching a second of MTV. i was too busy playing video games i watched
2: i only watched trl
5: Total, Total request. Life. Life. And, yeah. I, I and I and I and
2: I held out a long time on a lot of those really those games. Yeah, game
1: video games can be horrible. Oh yeah, <laughs>
6: well, not sexually. No, you're super yeah, violent. Yeah. They're really yeah. They can be these days. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That's I mean, I was about, right?
4: about to say Grand Theft Auto. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah. you, you go have sex with a prostitute and then you kill her. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, it's yeah. yeah, no joke. No, seriously. and you know what? They're on like what number six? Yeah, Uh, yeah, they just uh, came out. Well,
5: five was, I think, like five years old at this point. They're due for six
0: any moment now. Like
1: I said about the t-shirt for a two-year-old yesterday, it said "Lock up your daughters" for a two-year-old boy. Like how? Lock
0: up your daughters. Yeah. What is that? What the hell is that? Yeah, like
1: I'm gonna go like. I don't know. I'm like, For is the two-year-old year old yeah. going to go, like, molest your dog? Oh, yeah. What? I I was this like, is what is, what is this even? About. It's exactly. basically
4: saying that my little boy is, like, a ladies' man already yeah. when he's yeah, like... oh, oh, 2 years.
0: old yeah.
4: Disgusting.
0: Yeah. The pressure that put on me to be a sex figure when I was two. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I could definitely read when I was two. Oh, my so.
1: God. I know. And ever, whenever people say stuff like that, like, oh, you're going to be beating boys up with a stick about Fonda. i like, she's
0: Four. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Four years old. You're
1: freaking creepy.
5: Four
0: years old, Fonny.
1: No, it's ridiculous how and it children. Is. Cre- yeah, I don't know.
0: It's, All right, we'll yeah. take a break here. Uh, from the uh, Babylon B, new radar system alerts politicians when people are enjoying themselves, so they can ban it. no having fun knock it off you're out there enjoying yourself cut that crap out we don't need it
2: yeah there's not going to be uh the malls are going to be closed for thanksgiving right Yep,
0: they're going to be caught no uh there's no parade no no i can't go to the mall on black friday how am i going to live gee yeah you'd hate that andy would you
2: people that's part of their whole christmas tradition But they're open now. black
4: friday they're not
2: going to be open for the big rush
4: yeah,
2: so is it, of like, is
4: it Black in. Friday or just Thanksgiving?
2: I heard it's the whole weekend, but I don't know. That's All of them are. Here. They're
6: probably
4: trying to and, keep people away rather than yes.
6: get And everybody. what's going to happen on Monday and Tuesday? Uh, Cyber Monday. Um, yes. No. Cyber Monday. Gonna get, they're going to be flooded. Then what, what we? God, makes I know. sense it's,
1: well they probably just won't run the same promotions and stuff yeah. you know like an open know. up at 12 o'clock in the morning for they half really off the flat to make screen. up for
6: black friday that's, yeah,
2: that's i true. have
0: never done that once in my life and i never will yeah. we shall take a break be right back with the family tom bernard here with my buddy and ceo of north american banking company michael Bilski. Michael, this is a tough time for businesses, not only in the Twin Cities, but all over right now. Can you tell me a little bit about what North American Banking Company is doing for your customers?
6: Tommy at the bank, we're helping businesses with all of our tools at our disposal. Lenders are working as long as it takes with our customers to help them through these tough times.
0: Could you send that to me? <laughs> North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Do-do-do. I don't understand something. I've never heard his podcast because he's never been a very friendly guy to me. I don't know why, what, what he has against me, but he's never been very friendly, so I've never heard his podcast. But. One of the hosts of the View said that Joe Rogan is misogynistic, racist, and homophobic. Really? What the hell is, is he? I've never heard the podcast. I, I didn't. I've never heard that he's. That's just the View being the View. Misogynistic, the view hates racist. Everybody. They hate everyone. They hate everybody they hate except
2: for like Nancy Pelosi. That's yeah. the, the only person they like.
6: The View has no credibility. No credibility. No, no, Zero credibility. Don't. After they had Ron Jeremy on as a guest. Hmm. The View is garbage.
0: Absolute that's, garbage That's what I've heard, yeah, yeah. It is. I heard it's terrible.
6: So they don't know what they're talking oh, about yeah, like Absolutely hypocritical Because they had Ron Jeremy on as a guest No,
0: no, wrong there. answer yeah.
2: I, I watched that once mm-hmm. And I'm like meh, not for me
0: We have our guests uh, They're talking about a fourth debate And oh, no. Trump has accepted The inv- invitation of the fourth debate To be moderated by Joe Rogan Which that would be rather interesting Don't you think Ooh, it mm, would be. Joe Rogan hosting a presidential. Can't be any because, worse than yeah, Curdy B. Because he, he typically <laughs> it's
6: announces. Uh, uh, it's true. What do you call it? Uh, the uh, ultimate, ultimate fighting. MMA.
0: UFC. He's MMA. Yeah, UFC. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest, Jeff Benedict. How are you, Jeff.
3: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Marvelous. Jeff, uh, I need you to do me a huge favor today, okay? You ready?
3: Sure.
0: Do not mention the i to me today. <laughs> Because our football team sucks so badly, I don't even want to hear about it.
3: (laughs) I I can comply with that request. Thank you very
0: much, Jeff. What's to talk about? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Boy, they sucked. But in any case, ladies and gentlemen. The Dynasty. From the number one New York Times best-selling author of Tiger Woods, the co-author of Tiger Woods, comes a definitive inside story of the New England Patriots, the greatest sports dynasty of the 21st century. No one can even argue that, can they, Jeff?
3: I don't think so. Uh, I think it, you know, look, the six Super Bowl titles and nine Super Bowl <sighs> trips in 20 years is Ugh. is unmatched in the 100-year history of the NFL. So it's I think it's difficult to make the argument that they're not the greatest dynasty in football. Uh
0: yeah, I think maybe you know, basically back in the day, whether it was the Celtics or the Lakers, they always took turns winning national championships. I I, I would put the Patriots certainly shoulder to shoulder with them, although maybe even above them because you know, they've got the 16-game season and a few games, a couple of games uh, afterward to try to win that Super Bowl. So, you know, you've got an 80-game season, 82-game season, whatever it is, and in the NBA and playoff after playoff after playoff. Um, you, can, you can tune it up a lot better. I don't know. I, I, I just got to be honest with you. The New England Patriots have always been extremely impressive to me going all the way back. Uh, I watched I love watching him play so many great play how did Bill Belichick get all those great players or did he develop them Jeff
3: well it, so when I went about doing this this book I, I really wanted to start by going back to the days when the Patriots were the laughing stock of the NFL right um, they had the the worst team on the field in the league and they were also the worst managed team in the NFL, meaning their finances were a disaster. Right. The state, the team was on the brink of bankruptcy. The stadium actually was in bankruptcy. That was the situation when Robert Kraft bought the team in 1994. They right. were a mess. And so I really open there because I think it's important in trying to understand sort of how was this dynasty built. You have to go back to how, what Kraft did just to acquire the team and then those early years when Bill Parcells was the head coach, because remember, people forget that when Kraft bought the team in '94, he inherited Parcells, who at the time was considered the greatest coach in the game. Right. And I think that's fair. I think he was the greatest coach in the game. So he had him, but their relationship was very rocky. It was it was acrimonious. It was divisive. It was filled with friction. Right. And so. That's an important uh, backdrop to what happens in New England come twenty, uh, the year 2000 when Kraft hires Belichick, who was, you know, let's not forget, Belichick had a career-losing record in Cleveland where well. he was fired. There was no one banging down his door to make him the next head coach. and And, in fact, Kraft was being widely, you know, Told by people throughout the league that he was making the biggest mistake in his life by offering the head coaching job to, to Bill Belichick. That's the beginning of these sort of, um, I don't know, controversial may not be the right word, but even though it was controversial, but these sort of decisions that everyone else thought were wrong. And he hires Belichick, and of course, the first thing that Belichick does a couple months later is he drafts the quarterback that no one else wanted. And so the owner hires a coach that no one wants, and then the coach drafts a quarterback that no one wants. And that historical perspective is important because this organization has always, always, since Kraft bought the team, they have consistently done things that went against conventional wisdom that the so-called experts in the industry of football said won't work were bad decisions. Those have, for the most part, turned out to be good decisions. And so when you talk about Belichick attracting players, he, he's done a great job. And Cam Newton is only the most recent example of it. But for 20 years, he has brought people to New England that were outcasts, that were written off, yep. that had not won anywhere else. Um, he's been doing it, whether it was Rodney Harrison, whether it was Randy Moss, whether it was Junior Seau whether it was Wes Welker, he's always brought players that hadn't been able to win championships anywhere else who had been written off as past their prime or troubled players. He brings them to New England, and they turn into success stories.
0: Yep, absolutely true. You know one thing that broke my heart? Lawrence Maroney was a great running back at the University of Minnesota. I mean, phenomenal in college. He went to the Patriots, yeah. and I thought, man, this kid's going to be a superstar. And what he last? a couple of seasons. That was about it, right?
3: Yeah, and I, I think that that uh, he's mentioned in the book. Uh, yeah, yeah. There, <clears throat> there is obviously the whole element of attrition in the NFL. Uh, the average length of career in this business is less than three years, and that has a lot to do with the physicality of the game and and what happens. And I. I talk about that a lot in the system. Um, I think the Patriots have had a remarkable run of drafting players like Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, players that, uh, Wes Welker, although they didn't draft him, they brought him there very early in his career. These are players who proved to be incredibly durable. Um, Not that they didn't sustain injuries, but when you look at the Patriots track record of finding those players and being able to keep them on the field for I mean Gronkowski and Edelman alone are remarkable stories of, uh, of endurance and again players that other teams could have drafted but overlooked
0: no question about it. Now am I wrong Jeff was that Victor Kayyem that Robert Kraft bought the team from?
3: <clears throat> so that's a good question um, the Victor Kayyem stories are some of the best in the book. They are. They're um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> he, he's a very colorful guy, but he really did not know how to run a football no. organization. No. And when he owned the team, one of the most colossal mistakes he made was when he bought the team. He The, the stadium that the Patriots played in was in bankruptcy when Kayyem bought the team. Right. And Kraft, who wanted to buy the team, The first thing he did after Kayyem bought the team was Kraft outbid him in bankruptcy court and was able to buy the stadium, the stadium that was bankrupt and that was decrepit. What Kayyem didn't understand was that the stadium at the time, although it needed to be bulldozed because it was such a bad stadium, the most important part of the stadium was a lease that existed with the stadium, and that lease obligated... The Patriots to play in that stadium until the year two thousand and one. By that time, Brady would be there. But in the early '90s and late '80s, nobody was thinking about or focusing on that contract, that lease. Cayam didn't even know about it, Ooh. and so, but Kraft was very well aware of it because he'd been studying and following the situation. He he overpaid in bankruptcy court to get his hands on the stadium. Because he understood that if he got the stadium, he may not own the team, but he essentially owned the owner. And <laughs> that was profound, because Kayyem, when he, when he realizes, oh my gosh, Mr. Kraft now owns the stadium that my team plays in, not only did Kayyem not own it, he didn't even have a place to sit in the stadium for the game. Oh, God. I mean, here's the owner of the Patriots watching the games from the press box. With the reporters, because Robert Kraft occupied the owner's suite.
0: <laughs> God, what a story, <laughs> so, Jeff! Isn't that amazing?
3: It, it's just crazy, but that—that that was the—that was a really important sort of chess move. That was checkmate for Robert Kraft, who then used that stadium as leverage to basically get his hands on the team, which he ultimately does. Well,
0: was it with Gillette Stadium, right?
3: Well, at the time, Gillette Stadium wasn't. Built that happened after after he Kraft finally bought the team and he already owned the old stadium. He um, he he went on a six year odyssey to build Gillette Stadium, which opened um, in in time for the two thousand and two season. So the Patriots had just won their first Super Bowl, um, beating the Rams in January of two thousand two, and then later that year, Gillette Stadium opened.
0: No, but didn't Victor Kiam own Gillette? I thought he did. No, the, the no, company—I mean, yeah. the razor company.
3: Oh, oh, yeah, but that had nothing to do with why this stadium was named that. Or oh, that or I didn't—I assumed it, it was. He, no, he was involved with Remington, which is a different. That's uh, right. That's right. Shaver, anyways, that's not even the same. Company. That's
0: right. It was, I knew there were shavers yeah. involved.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Jeff. It sounds like a great book. The New York number one New York Times bestselling author. Of co-author of Tiger Woods, comes a definitive inside story of the New England Patriots. This is a story everyone's going to want to read, Jeff, because you cannot deny the New England Patriots were, and maybe still are, who knows, one of the great sports franchises of all time. Hey, look, I wouldn't wouldn't count New England out of anything. New England is one spectacular organization. Yeah, I think that
3: that's a lesson that um, I certainly learned as I was working on the book is seeing how they, how this organization has dealt with adversity over the years. And, and obviously, losing Tom Brady is adversity. Um, and that's the new thing they confront now is, is how do they, you can't really replace Tom Brady, but how do you move on without him? But the fact is, if you look back over the last 20 years, this team has dealt with. All kinds of adversity, and it has none of it has stopped them from continuing to win right. championships and compete for titles.
0: Jeff, we'll close with this Tom Brady's mother and my mother, and by the way, I was Tommy huh. B before Tom Brady was Tom Bernard as opposed to Tom Brady. Uh, but his mother and my mother were born in the very small 200 person town of Browerville, Minnesota, which I think is. When I found that, I was like, his mother and my mom are the only two people that came out of Browerville, and look at what they gave birth to. One of the great quarterbacks of all time and some radio club. What do you think?
3: I think that's a fascinating historical irony. <laughs>
2: fascinating. Well, I've always
3: liked you, Jeff. I've always liked you. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. It was a pleasure.
0: Bye. Jeff Benedict, ladies and gentlemen. The New England Patriots. Jesus, it is true. Take a break. Be right back. with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry, Did I just did
2: it. life-size poster perhaps? Yeah, poster. What size. did Jeff
0: Benedict say again? One of the most fascinating <laughs> <laughs>
6: historical
0: of all time. <laughs>
2: yeah. come on.
0: That was very funny. It's not
6: get more interesting. Yeah, his comments What's are that? interesting. I, I wonder how many stinker choices the Patriots have made
0: I mean, they made bad oh, yeah, choices. there's no question about that. Everybody does. Who did they, no, no. they
6: take on last year? And then the guy, George Bale. Uh, what was the name of the? Guy? The player
0: that would just – is absolutely nuts. He, oh, that's tough in the NFL to pick a yeah, player that's nuts. nuts.
5: <laughs>
0: but isn't that amazing no, no. that Remington – Victor Kayyem, who owned the Patriots, was Remington, and it was still the Boston Patriots at that time uh, when he bought them. So he had Remington Shavers, and then Gillette Shavers comes along, and that's just Shavers that. and Boston Patriots, the New England Patriots, and what a story that is
6: oh yeah it's an incredible story and, and particularly the idea that they they really went against um all best judgment uh, best football judgment yes. and and i just looked on that and to, and to today they're still saying oh they, they made the worst choices oh their team's not going to be good they, they, that's what the headlines are now
0: no yeah you're absolutely right here's one of my fa- this is actually my favorite nfl story of all time you ready this is a phenomenal story. Remember the name George Halas? Yeah. George Halas owned the Chicago Bears. He founded the Chicago Bears.
6: Sid Luckman okay. was their quarterback.
0: That's correct. Sid Luckman went to North High School, by the way. What do you think of that? Really? Absolutely. And so did uh, another Sid that managed the. What the hell was his name? Can't remember. Doesn't matter. But in any case, um, what the hell was they talking about?
6: They're talking about uh, George Halas and the Chicago Bears. Oh, George Halas. <laughs>
0: This is phenomenal. Now, here's, here's a, a stat that you're going to make. If you're driving, pull over. If you're at home, go take a nap after this because it, it's not you and it's not me. I'll go take a nap. That's great for sure. The Chicago Bears uh, are now worth $1.5 billion. The Chicago Bear football team is worth $1.5 billion. When George Halas bought them at a very young age, he paid a $100. It's a good purchase. Wow. $100 he bought the Chicago Bears, and they're not worth... And the family, Hallis family, still owns them, by the way. The family still owns Holy the Chicago Bears, God. and they're worth $1.5 billion. Yeah,
6: <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. unbelievable. I've never
0: bought anything for 100 bucks that turned into $1.5 billion.
6: Yeah. No? Hey, you know... Uh, A good uh, a a friend of Sid Luckman, maybe a good friend of Sid Luckman, who was is uh, uh, Turtle Dove at home, Lindsay. Lindsay is. Yeah, she was. She she spent a lot of time with Sid Luckman. Uh, She knew Sid Luckman's girlfriend, and they they, he she was with Sid Luckman frequently.
0: There was another Sid with these the San Diego Chargers. No, (laughs) he's a coach with the San. Was that Luckman too? or Was a different guy. Sid, I don't remember. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. But in any case. you know, you look at those stories, of these guys doing this and they're doing that, like he, uh, Victor Kayyem doesn't bother to check the lease on his stadium. Why wouldn't you know that that lease up and down?
6: Well, he was bidding for it. He was bidding yeah, for the stadium.
0: So why wouldn't you know up and yeah. down what the hell's going on there, but yeah. he didn't even know? Man. Victor, how is that even possible? So is Victor, you think, some rich kid who just was handed some money and he bought a Remington uh-huh. and do you think that?
6: Um, or he, he was just a legacy of Remington Shavers yeah, and just I be- a kid. You know, just didn't have the business sense that Robert Kraft has. Clearly Robert Kraft, whew, that was shifty.
0: One thing I will yeah. tell you, honest to God, we run into Robert Kraft at, uh, at the Breakers every Christmas. He's there every Christmas. We go to lunch or dinner or whatever. He's always there. And he might, maybe, might be five feet tall. He is not a big man. Remember the last time we saw him at the the breakers and the fish restaurant? Mm-hmm. He's maybe 5'2" something like that.
2: He can sit on a dime and swing his legs.
0: Exactly. <laughs> he can take or give the dime <laughs> to a hooker at the workout spot. And
6: swing his legs. And swing his legs. <laughs> <I> <laughs> legs. A lot of legs leg
2: swinging. swinging.
0: Where was it that he got arrested for propositioning a, a massage therapist? I
2: think at a massage studio. Well, I know that, <laughs> but
0: was it in Florida? Was it in yeah, Boston? I think it was in Florida. Was in Florida. I'm pretty sure it There's was. There's a lot
2: of those shifty rub and tugs down there. The
0: rub and tugs. Mm-hmm. You know what's so funny about that? You look at, we, we've been talking about the, the New England Patriots who have had two owners in the past, what, 40 years? Yeah. Something like that? Minnesota Vikings have had two owners in the last 40 days, for Christ's sake. That team has had so many owners now, it is unbelievable. Amazing. You know, that team sold uh, 1960 <laughs> for the 61 season, sold for $100,000. Wow. Those guys bought it for $100,000. They'd have $100,000 back
2: then.
0: Back in 61, <laughs> I was nine years old, so that wasn't going to work out that too was well. That not going to work a, out. Toots did, a not, out. Have yeah. Toots did, did not, not have 100 a grand. On that. She did not have 100 grand sitting around. You're Two. absolutely right about that. You're old Catherine. I love those stories about people who just, you know, I'd spend 100 bucks on a football team nobody else wanted. Uh, cost me 100 bucks, and look what he turned it into
1: Cinderella's story.
0: Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of the NFL franchise in Minnesota at that time? Come on, NFL franchise, Minnesota. Oh. Vikings were not the first NFL franchise in this state. They weren't? Uh, nope. I
2: don't
1: hmm.
0: know. Back in those days, the very, very early 1900s. L- Loons. You ready? <laughs> uh,
2: Lakers.
1: <Snow laughs>
0: you ready? Fast. The Duluth Eskimos. Really? Oh, my God. Duluth had their own NFL oh my God. franchise. I'm
2: so upset about that.
0: All right, boy, look, it's time to go. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.